Hello you beautiful cycling fans, welcome back to another Vuelta special. We've only got until Sunday to go on our Vuelta daily podcast and then we're back to our regular scheduled broadcasting, back to our deeper dive podcasts on everything cycling, health, longevity, biohacks and everything in between. But today, stage 17, it was scheduled to be a bit of a transition stage but like we've commented before about this Vuelta it's not a three-week Grand Tour it's a series of one-day races and today was no different it was actually chaos trying to figure out what was even going on at the stage at one point so let's jump right into it and unpack what was going on on this chaotic stage 17 but before I jump in a quick note about our show sponsor Missing Peace missingpeace.ie Missing Peace have been with us all through the Vuelta they're heading into the last week with us and it's been brilliant I still haven't got the nerve to use my beautiful custom chopping boards yet, but I have ordered a couple more for gifts for friends. So if you're struggling for birthday ideas, if you're struggling for Christmas ideas, anniversary ideas, if you're struggling to get a gift that has a little bit of personal touch and meaning and sentimentality to it, it's perfect. Whether it's picture frames or chopboards or any other offerings, it's definitely worth checking out. You can check them out on missingpiece.ie and I'm going to pop the link in the description and show notes. Let's try and unpack this one, stage 17. So I'm going to be completely honest. I missed the stage. It was that fast and it was so far ahead of uh, schedule that I actually missed the stage. It was a sprint stage, so I'd planned to come home and catch like the last 30 kilometers or so. By the time I got in, I had a text off a buddy saying, you know, it's over. I was like, what? How was it over? And it's over because they averaged for the stage, the entire stage. Where's the average speed? The average 50.6 kilometers an hour for 219 kilometers. It took them four hours and 20 minutes to ride 219 kilometers. Get your head around that. That is insane. So I had to hang on and wait until Eurosport, the Eurosport player is class. I love it. It's like your on-demand Netflix for cycling. So I had to wait until they posted, which was a couple of hours after the stage. Uh, they posted up the full stage and I got to fast forward through and kind of watch the best bits and things. Uh, but yeah when i turned i even fast forwarding it i because i didn't know the chaos that was going on so as i was fast forwarding it i was planning on fast forwarding the 30k to go and then i got the 30k to go and i was like what the hell is going on here so i had to rewind it to about 70k to go and then i had to rewind the forward and i was like what is going on there's groups everywhere so it was a cross tailwind for most of the day and that's what happened that's why the race went to absolute pieces it went from cross tail to tail to cross tail to tail all day long and it absolutely tore the peloton to pieces so we had a big break up front with a lot of good riders in there we had Quintana in the break we had James Knox in the break we had Sam Bennett in the break we had Philip Gilbert in the break <coughs> at one point we had seven of the eight uh, quick step riders in the break so that tells you these boys can ride across wind I heard Gilbert was talking after the race and he was saying that he was about 15 back. He seemed James Knox was wheel two and he just said to the guys on the radio, go full on the left-hand side of the road because you want to give, so he wanted to open out the road and give other people a chance to roll through because that's going to maintain the speed even higher. And if you're in a crosswind, even if they go to the left and they only let, you know, they're going to let maybe 
15 20 guys in and then after that it's going to get very very difficult because there's not enough space on the road so riders have to go single file behind so Gilbert it's discipline it's technique and it's a little bit of class riding them crosswinds and it's a lot of practice which quick step have in abundance so they took the race today and they took it and they grabbed it and they imposed themselves on the race and it was brilliant tv to watch anyone who's a young rider out there and is looking to know how you ride across winds you're looking to know about team tactics go back and re-watch today's stage watch how quick step took the race from the very start all the way to the line it was poetry to watch brilliant and philip shielbert has been one of my favorite riders of you know the last decade and when he came back to quick step after a mediocre spell at bmc uh he sort of felt like he was pittering out of BMC towards the end and then when he came back to quick step it like completely reinvigorated his career so you wouldn't bet against him for the world title in Leeds uh, at the end of this month uh, unbelievable stuff James Knox from quick step one of the big beneficiaries today he was in the break again and he's moved up after today's stage to eight overall and I think what caught a lot of people out today was that everybody expected it to be an easy day it was meant to be a transition day before tomorrow because tomorrow's another hard day and it just turned out that it was one of the hardest days in the entire race and do you know what people are going to feel that tomorrow like Gilbert spoke after the race he said he was in a 54 11 and he was spinning out at 110 rpm like that takes its toll you just have to see riders coming across the line like bennett coming across the line and he's like he's visibly shaken from the day it was on all day and it was on in both groups because at one point we had Movie star on the front of the break, pushing for Quintana because he's leapfrogging way up the GC. They went out to six minutes at one point. Uh, Quintana's moving way up the GC, so they're riding full gas. But then movie star cunningly decided behind to whack it on a little riser and to get Primoz Roglic isolated. So they whack it on a riser behind and all Roglic's teammates get dropped. So Roglic is on his own. Uh, in a small group, I say maybe 15 left in the peloton, Roglic is on his own. And to be honest, he was saved by Astana because we had movie star. Obviously, they knocked it off then after all Roglic's teammates were gone. But no one would have taken it up out of that group. You know, we had the people that were going to lose most were Roglic, Pogacar, and luckily for, luckily for them guys, Astana were there with Lopez and they took up most of the riding and they limited the damage. Uh, the race finished out with Sam Bennett heading in as the absolute head and shoulders favourite. But it was a difficult last 2k, three turns in the last 2k, slightly uphill, then turning into a headwind at about 750 to go. And it was a difficult run in, but Bennett, the absolute out and out fast man in the group, especially after Quick Step lost Jakobsen out of the group earlier on. Uh, there was a lot of pressure on Bennett and he just couldn't cover everything. Stebar went and Stebar went hard and he went deep. And Ineos responded to try and get him back, but they weren't really fully closing him down. And it looked like it was hesitating at about 700 to go and Bennett blinked first. Bennett launched and he launched big. He went he used that big kick is to gap everyone. And he did gap everyone, caught Stebar, rounded Stebar, but he took it up from 650 to go and it was turning into that headwind. Gilbert let him go he let him have that gap because he knew he couldn't match him for absolute power but he knew he was good on those long long hard finishes so it was effectively three sprints if you look at it in the last 2k and three turns and it was difficult and technical and Gilbert is very good at them 
Gilbert knew he could just leave Bennis and hang out there. And he waited, he waited, he waited. And he caught him at about 150, 200 to go. He knew Bennett's fate was sealed when he looked around to see where Gilbert was. Gilbert caught him, used him as a springboard, and kicked again. And easy win in the end for... Well, it wasn't an easy win. It was a very, very difficult win, but he won it well in the end. So Gilbert winning out on the stage from Bennett, from Cavagna. Again, quick steps to the two on the top three. And that is Gilbert's second stage of Vuelta. It's his seventh career Vuelta stage. And it's his 11th Grand Tour stage overall. The man is a machine. The man is an industry in himself. Uh, we're lucky to still be able to watch such a great rider racing. And he doesn't seem to be slowing down with age, which is phenomenal. But I think some of the big drama of the day happened as soon as we crossed that finish line. Because as soon as Gilbert crosses that finish line, actually more accurately, as soon as Quintana crosses that finish line, the stopwatch starts. And the stopwatch keeps going from the break to the bunch. And the stopwatch rolls and it rolls and it rolls. And in the end, we have them giving up 5 minutes and 35 seconds from the break to the bunch. So this has meant that Roglic's lead on GC, Quintana's back in play. Quintana's second on GC now at 2.24. Valverde's at 2.28 in third place. Pogacar's dropped down to 3.42. Uh, but we wanted a big movers, a guy I like a lot, James Knox, uh, has moved up to 8 at 8.03. Like, a phenomenal ride from him. Uh, yeah, like, like Roglic, has been, he's been caught sleeping today, and Jumbo have been caught sleeping badly. Now, you know, some might ask the question, should it have been Valverde in the break, or should it have been, in, as opposed to Quintana? Because then now movie star are sitting on the race lead. It's a fair criticism, and it's one I'm going to answer in one second after I tell you about our second show sponsor, ClickFunnels. ClickFunnels is a beautiful piece of software. It's a piece of software designed for people who are not so good at technology like myself. And, you know, typically I've been needing a full-time web developer if I needed a new page for a training camp, if I needed a new page for, you know, today we're giving away, actually I'll tell you guys about that in a minute tell you how to get a free mug out of this so all your hardship listening to me it's not in vain because you're getting a free mug but building a web page for something like that it normally was a task list for me going to a developer then a snag list back to the developer re-snag back to the developer it's just so easy to build it with click funnels it's a it's just it's a beauty it's so easy to use uh i can build pages out in seconds i can save my templates and just re-edit them once you get your style down you can even pay someone on 99 designs to get your style down to build it out for you but you know you don't even need to do that because the templates are so aesthetically pleasing they have on there i love it it's you know i said i wouldn't push sponsors on the podcast which i didn't use and wasn't passionate about this is one that i use and i'm passionate about so there you go hooked up 14 day free trial for all you guys and i'm going to put the link in the show notes and description down below it's well worth checking out jump on the trial and jump on, they have this 30-day challenge, which is super cool. Jump on that. The 30-day challenge will revolutionize your business. It's amazing stuff. I'm going to pop the link in the show notes down below. Go and check that out. So if we had Valverde in the break today, we have a completely different GC. But this is what happens when you're a, you know, we're the armchair critic. The reality of getting in the break or not getting in the break, it was nicely summed up by James Knox after. 
He said, it's absolutely everyone for themselves. You have to go full gas, everyone for themselves. And then when you get there, you can look around and assess and see who's in the break. And then you can start playing the tactics and you can start thinking, okay, today we'll look after Knox. Today we'll look after Quintana. You need to have the legs to get to the break. You can't teleport someone into a break. And if Valverde wasn't in the right place when Quick Step hit it, there's no coming back from that. Quick Step are full gas committed. So, you know, Quintana dropping out of that move where he's well positioned and Valverde isn't, it does absolutely nothing for the team. You know, you got to be reactionary with that stuff. You can have a battle plan, but, you know, what's the old saying? A battle plan never survives contact with the enemy. You can have your battle plan, but then you need to respond. Quick Step had their battle plan. They executed first, they executed better. And then you're in a position where you've Quintana in the break, you've Valverde behind in a group. You know, you you've two horses back in the race now. It's a win for movie star today. But I've no doubt that Valverde's sitting back in the group and for a point he was seeding, no doubt. And wishing it was him up there, but you know, that's the way the cookie rumble sometimes. Uh we've Pogacar and Lopez still tied close for that white jersey. Nothing really changed in that because both them missed the break. Uh, Quintana was just on a real good day, but you never know what you're gonna get from Quintana. Like Oliveira's teammate. Uh, summed it up afterwards and he was saying with Quintana you never know some days he's good and some days he's not at the moment they think Valverde is the strongest so uh, you just don't know what, you, what Quintana's going to show up sometimes uh, once that crosswind went if you weren't in the right spot Quintana was on a good day and I think the beauty of the crosswind is the crosswind it forces honesty so we've seen a lot of when that gap went out to six minutes I, it was obvious it wasn't going to come back in too much because firstly you hear Gilbert talking about spinning out 53.11 at 110 rpm like if he's doing that in the break like you know it's not it's not quite terminal velocity I don't want to get too nerdy on it but there's only so fast the bike can go you know if you're in a tailwind spinning a 54.11 at 110 rpm like with a six minute lead like what gap how do you think the gap's going to come down like it's just not possible for the gap to come down it doesn't matter what sort of cohesion there is behind there's only so fast a bike can go. And then another beauty to crosswinds is it forces that cohesion because it forces cooperation among the front group because when you're in the crosswind, if you haven't ridden in a crosswind, it's easier to ride through than it is to sit on. So if you're riding through in the crosswind, you're getting shelter every time you're riding through, but you're also contributing to the pace going up. So even a rider who's protected like Quintana with a bunch of teammates uh, in the front group, He's going to ride through because it's easier and it's saving him energy, but the byproduct of him riding through is extra speed for that group, and it's pulling it clear all the time. So, yeah, it was just obvious that it wasn't wasn't coming back. Very, very enjoyable stage to watch. Uh, it's meant going into tomorrow we have another spectacle because we have two movie star in the top three. Interesting, interesting stuff. Uh, something I... I uh, wanted to kick out to you guys. Uh, I was going to hold off and do it uh, next week, but I said, look, sure, I have it done. So I promised I was working on something around forming positive training habits. So I've been looking at, I suppose, the last few months, just engineering and hacking different areas of my life and trying to use different techniques, not always even from sports, sometimes from business. I'm pulling them into seeing how I can build a better system for an athlete, how we can build you know better habits better patterns better science all this type of stuff but one of the areas uh, across our clients when we look at who achieved their goals and who didn't achieve their goals compliance in sessions is a big one 
those who train go a long way. Those who miss sessions, you know, they don't always go as far. They, no, they don't go as far. Uh, there's no point in sugarcoating that. So compliance and actually getting out the door is a big thing. So I looked at, for our clients and for myself, how do you form positive habits? So this is a brilliant one. If you're only going to pipe up and listen to a little bit of the podcast and actually pay active attention, put your phone down, turn off the TV, drop the book, stop gazing out the window and pay a little bit of attention to this one. There's three phases to the habit. You have your catalyst or trigger. That's the item we begin to associate with the habit. You have the second part, you have the actual habit and you have the third part, the reward. So let me unpack those for a second. So what I'm suggesting you do is I'm giving away a free mug so it's a roadman mug uh it's a coffee mug so for me there's, there's three real benefits to using it as the mug firstly we're going to train it to be a trigger you could train anything to be a trigger but we're going to use the mug uh secondly it i like the mug because it's portable i can bring it with me if i'm away at training camp i can bring it with me if i'm away for a weekend but secondly the mug is roadman so for me that's a motivational you know for the girls out there, it's I'm writing up a little bit of a definition. It's a gender neutral. It means someone who just gets something done without fuss. That they're not looking for confidence, for compliments. Uh, they're not doing stuff for social status. They're just going about their job. They're getting it done. They have a dedication and a work ethic about them. And that's for me what a roadman is. So the idea of having roadman on the cup as well as motivational for me. And then towards it's a coffee cup. So coffee and caffeine and all those inherent benefits. So we have that three prong trigger system and once we pick up the cup then what we need to do is we need to get out and we go training and after time we begin to associate the picking up the cup and drinking the coffee with going training and how we build that into a habit is the third stage of it we build it into a habit by giving ourselves a reward after we finish training so very soon we pick up the cup and we see the reward we're going to get and we crave that reward so the training becomes automatic and in a time when we have decision making fatigue we're making so many decisions from what information to take in to what Netflix shows to choose, what adverts to listen to, cutting out something that we know is beneficial to us, cutting out the dial, the internal dialogue around that is very powerful. It becomes automatic. It's like brushing your teeth in the morning. Have you ever woke up tired and thought, I'll skip brushing my teeth this morning? It just never happens. And the reason it never happens is you've successfully built a habit-forming loop so with training we can do this as well we can hack our own we can hack our own subconscious into going training automatically so we'll pick up this cup you'll head out the door and you'll receive your reward you can play around with your own reward like you know you're welcome to steal mine as well what i like to do for my reward is i protect 15 to 20 minutes as soon as i get in the door you know life it's chaotic for me as much as it is for you but you know, I have a lot of distractions when I get in. There's emails piling up. There's, you know, uh, errands to be run. There's people to be called back. There's piles of WhatsApp messages. Uh, you know, no grandiosity about me. I'm no busier than you guys are. Uh, but it's full on when you get back in sometimes. So what I like to do is I protect that 15 to 20 minute period when I get in. And I go to sort of a couch hooked up in my training room. I go there. And I have my recovery drink. I put on my recovery boots and I listen to my favorite vinyl. I'll throw on, you know, a Beatles record or something on vinyl. And I'll listen to that and just sit back and chill. And that completes the habit forming loop for me. If this isn't going to happen overnight, you're not going to pick up the mug the first time and say to yourself, okay, sweet, I want to go train. I'm so motivated. 
but over time you know if you do it 10 times 20 times 30 times it gets more powerful as you do it until you get to the point it's like pushing a piano up a hill you're pushing 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 then you get to the top and it's just it's momentum downhill you'll get to a point when it's automatic it'll get easier but it will get to a point where it's completely automatic so i have a limited number of these mugs i want to make this happen for you guys so i'm going to pop a link in the show notes down below if you want to grab one of these roadman mugs <coughs> excuse me a bit of a cough uh, i don't have a lot of these roadman mugs so if you want one do click the link and act fast on it i'm giving them away no charge but i am asking that you cover a postage and packing on it so if you cover the postage and packing i'm going to send the mug out to you for no charge so that links down below okay i think that's about us wrapped for today uh tomorrow we're heading to another big stage potentially a decisive stage with rogue Lachon cracks today it's we're heading into stage 18 we have four category one climbs then we've got a little downhill and then we've got a little bit of a kicker to the finish if i was building a valverde stage this looks like a valverde stage for me lopez again he's he's explosive and he's trying to take that time back on pogacar uh, or Pugacha, depending on what pronunciation you're going with. He's explosive and he is looking to take that time back in the white jersey classification, so it could be a launch pad for him as well. Like after today, you know, literally anything can happen in this Vuelta. So, yeah, stay tuned and I'm looking forward to bringing you the post race analysis. Until then, ride safe. Talk to you soon.